to <laughs> God's presence. <laughs> um, we're glad that you're here. And we're also glad that it's going well with Lia Mai. Um, I don't know about you, but she's growing like a pumpkin, which is great. And everything is still on track, which is also great. So, fantastic. Okay, um, so, uh, toughest question that we got, um, that we're going to talk about tonight, is um, the fact that the church says God should be first. You don't have to do anything yet, Francia. Don't press the button. Just wait. Wait. Okay, so God should be first. Um, but the question is, how can I honestly say God is first, even before my husband or before my best friend or before my mom, my dog, depending on how you feel about your dog, your mom, your friend. How can I say that without a doubt? How can I say I would choose God first? And because we live in such a troubled country, um, I thought nothing of the question. And then Sarl asked me, but what do they mean? Do they mean when somebody says, choose, say you will reject God or I will shoot your wife. And I thought, wow, I didn't think of that. Which just shows me how lucky we are in South Africa that that is not something that we have to worry about at all. Um, I don't think that, I can't imagine somebody, if you think about places in the Middle East, that's their everyday reality. So we are lucky enough to not have that. But I asked them, is it about that? Is it about your ultimate? And they said, no, it's about every day. Um, it's about the fact that we are believers. We believe in God. We have a relationship with God. But God is not like Saul, who's here, who I can give a hug, who I can WhatsApp, who I can phone and say, listen, I want to ask you something stupid. Um, so he's not present in the same way. Sorry, my pee was very hard. He was, he's not present in the same way as the people around us are. And then it becomes very easy to, because life goes on and we, our lives are filled with people. Some of them we like, some of them we don't. We get so busy that God isn't first. But it's an, it's an automatic thing because he's not, it's not like he's like Sheldon knocking on your door, Han, Han until you open the door he's much more gentle than that thank goodness thank God that he's not like that so that's the question um, we live in real relationships and we have these relations we want they're important to us how do we put God first everybody in the picture good and it is a very important topic because I when I first heard it, I thought, I'm going to Google this just for interest's sake. And I found quite a few things. Um, and this is where we share. Raja Trikitropi. Especially for Ray, we did not understand. I said, Francia should press the button. It was, you missed, you missed the whole point of the sermon. I'm sorry. Okay, so, um, we start with one from Denzel Washington. One of, our, one of my favorite actors, um, who says, put God first in everything you do. There are so many versions of this um, with different backgrounds, different things, but it's still Denzel Washington saying, put God first in everything you do. Um, probably that's what, 
he probably says that's why he's successful. So if you want to be Denzel Washington, put God first in everything you do. Next one, please. Put God first and you'll never be lost. That's very interesting to me. I don't really know what that means. <coughs> Especially if I think about how I understand faith. But okay, so if you put God first, you'll never be lost. You'll always be first. Next one. Does anybody want to help me explain that? Do you have wisdom that I don't about the previous one? Not. Okay. We all get tested to see if God is first in our lives. This is where we get to the, we love the judgment D aspect of God. And this is where it starts sounding like that. So he's waiting around the corner to test you to see if you choose him or not. And if you don't, it's like, ah, caught you. Because we have that picture of God in our heads. I don't understand why, but that's a picture that we have. Maybe it's because of our dad. Who knows? Then that will talk to us about that. Um, in two weeks time so don't miss out on that one next one when we put God first all other things fall into their proper place or drop out of our lives interesting um, this is the, one of those cases where and you'll see at the end why I say this um, it's very important that you have a whole picture this is just a part of the saying that Ezra Tafkrenson said but so, in other words, the moment you start putting God first, either things will, either people will stay, or people will come into your life, or they will go, or things will go. Next one. This is dating, for everybody who's not yet <coughs> involved. Your dating philosophy should be, run as fast as you can toward God, and if someone keeps up, introduce yourself. Okay? You laugh, but that is that was the well. This is the nicest picture I could get of this philosophy, but this is everywhere. This is just the first page of Google search with always put God first. Is there another picture? There's there's text, right? Okay, this is very interesting. This was a picture, but I thought I'd make a text so you can go onto that one. Um, which is, and this is again the judgment thing. When we don't put God first, a God is displeased. I don't like you. Others are hindered. Our souls are put at risk. So, yes, doom, doom, doom. We get back to the whole judgment thing. God is lifting his metaphysical eyebrow at us if we don't put him first. And if we keep on doing that, then it sips or bribe out punishment. Um, with hellfire and damnation, as we love talking about it. So, it's a very relevant thing. Um, I just, uh, as I said, I, I, I put in, always put God first. These were all the things that came up in the first, I didn't even have to scroll, and they came up a lot. And it is, if you look at the Bible story, before we get to that, so, what, can, what I hear when I look at that, or what can happen, is that it sounds like it's an either-or. So, put God first means you can't put other people. You have to. So you have to. If to, to, be, to be able to put God first, you have to put other pe people, other things, not even second, maybe last, because if it's second, then it might become first, and then you might 
your soul might be in trouble. So it's an either or when you look at it like that. I don't know if I'm the only one that hears it like that. Do you also experience it like that? Okay, and there is reason for that because when we look at the New Testament, there is there are pieces of the New Testament in Jesus' life that he talks about things and I'm going to show you the text. Um, it's in Matthew and Luke and in Mark. But um, where we hear that in Matthew 10, he says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the world. No, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. I came to set sons against their fathers, daughters against their mothers, daughters-in-law against their mothers-in-law. That happens in any way. Your worst enemies will be the members of your own family, those who love their father or mother, and obviously their husband as well, because they're your direct family. More than me are not fit to be my disciples. Those who love their son or daughter more than me are not fit to be my disciples. Those who try to gain their own life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake will gain it. So that's what he says in Matthew. So basically, believing in me is going to mean that you are... Loving me means you can't love them. That's what it sounds like, right? And then the text that I've got on there, French, I think is in Luke. Those who come to me, yes, cannot be my disciples unless they love me more than they love father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and themselves as well. So at least there's a love more. There's not a, if you love them, you can't love me. You have to love me more than them. But it's still, it sounds like a choice. Okay. We hear in the Gospels about Jesus rejecting his own family. So not only does he talk about the fact that you need to, I need to be your number one priority, God needs to be your number one priority, he also does it himself. We hear um, in Matthew 16, he is busy doing one, miracles, preaching, and his mother and, and his brothers come and they stand around awkwardly until someone asks them why are you here and they say no we're here for Jesus and that person then goes and says Jesus your family are here they want to talk to you and he says they are not my brother they are not my mother they are not my brothers look around you these are my this is my family this is my mother these are my brothers those guys can fly off to Nazareth where they came from because they are not my family which sounds unbelievably harsh but we also have to take that into context which we'll talk about later but let's leave it at that he says they are not my family so leave and then of course when we get to the book of judgment we'll talk about revelation at some stage um, at the beginning we have the letters to the churches which talks about why judgment is going to happen. And all of them actually talk about the fact that people have gotten, they've lost their initial passion. So when they started out, they were passionate, they loved God, they loved um, doing things for Him, and now all of them have become like lukewarm bathwater, which is not pleasant. Lukewarm bathwater on a winter night, you get in, you think, hey, this is nice and hot, seven seconds later you are ice cold so that's what all of them are being judged for for forgetting to put God first so that's one of the messages that we hear 
especially when we look at the Gospels and Jesus' life. But things are never that simple when you talk about God and a relationship with God. Um, I want to go as far as saying if people tell you, no, it's very simple, run away. Turn around, run away because they are lying to you. Because what is the other thing that we have to remember? We have to remember what God's story is. Um, and this spans the whole Bible because it starts with creation. We are here because God wanted a relationship. That's why he created us, to be in a relationship with us. The whole Old Testament talks about the fact, talks about different people being sent to help the Israelites understand what being in a relationship with God is about. They don't get it. So it's repeated quite a few times over a few hundred years. And in the end, God decides, okay, I'll draw you a picture. I've given you this same thing over and over. I'm going to draw a picture. And what does he do? He sends Jesus, who lives the life that we're supposed to live. Okay, so if we want to talk about what putting God first means, then we have to look at the life of Jesus. And what, is, what was Jesus' life about? If we look at the Gospels, it was all about people and about loving people. And that brings us to an interesting place because at the one hand we have, you have to put God first, you have to love God. But if we look at how Jesus loves God, it's by loving others. And Nick also talked about it, I listened when you talk, Nick. He talked about it when he talked about why Jesus, that we only discover why we need Jesus when we are in relationships with other people. And that's how our relationship deepens. Okay, so he is all about relationship. And when he, and this is where we go to John, and it's the longest. I've, already, I've told you about the fact that John is the first dogmatic text in not Asterix's dog, dogmatics as in the discipline. Um, dogmatics, because it's such, it's very technical. It, he talks a lot. This Jesus, John's Jesus, just talks and talks and talks, almost like me. Um, so if you want to go and have a look at it, John 13 to 17, where he has his final bazaar with his disciples. But in John 13, he tells them, My children, I shall, I shall not be with you very much longer. You will look for me, but I tell you now what I told the Jewish authorities. You cannot go where I am going. And now I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Which reminds us of the... In, um, it's also in Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke. The whole thing, love God, love others. That's new commandment, which we also have as third place. So that sounds like it should. If you have love for one another, then everyone will know that you are my disciples. So it's not just that it's the new law. It's the fact that through that love is how people will know God. Is how people will know that we belong to God and how they will meet God. Okay? In John 14, he talks about the fact that 
that's how we show we belong to God by obeying His commandment. And we've heard what His commandment is. It's simple and very, very complicated at the same time. Um, how do we do it? John 15 talks, and we talked about this, about Jesus being the vine. If we remain in the vine, then we will bear much fruit. And bear much fruit is changing people's lives, is bringing the kingdom of God. That Anton also talked about last week when we were talking about death. So this responsibility is handed over to us. So then why do we still, why is putting God first still an important thing? Because it is important. And there again, we only have to look at the life of Jesus. Because what did he do? His life was all about people, but he always, he always made time to be alone. Um, in Mark, he starts off and, s- and says the kingdom of God is near in him. He does miracles. He calls his first disciples. He heals um, Paul's Simon at that stage. Simon's, sorry, Peter, not Paul. Simon's mother, um, mother-in-law, and she cooks for them. And then that same night, he goes up the mountain and is alone. We know that because we hear of people who came and asked, but where is he? Because we want to see him now, actually as in yesterday. And they had to tell them, no, he's not here. He's on his own. And this is something that he does constantly throughout his ministry. He always makes time to go away from the crowds and to be on his own, to spend time with God. Why is that important? It's all about where your energy comes from and where your truth about yourself comes from. It's all well and good to love the people in your life. It's well and good to serve the people in your life. But if you don't make time to spend with God, you are going to try and do it from your own powers and you're going to suck at it and you are going to get hurt in the process. If you don't make time to hear God's voice, um, as as Jesus says in John 15, to remain in the vine, in other words, to fill yourself with the things that you find that God says, who you are, who you are to Him, um, you are going to lend your ears out to the world around you, and that is going to be who you are, who you become. So instead of listening to God, you're going to be listening to everybody else. And even though lots of those people love you and what they say, they say with the best of intentions, it's not necessarily true or from God, unfortunately, because we are all just human trying to do our best. So in terms of putting God first, does putting God first mean you can't make your husband or your friend or your dog or your family a priority no not at all unless they prevent you from being able to to go to God so if you've got people in your life who whose intentions are to you know those people they're toxic unfortunately not the hit song if you've, um, if you've got people in your life who are like that, 
their mission is to drag you down and to take you further away from the truth and from the love of God. Um, not necessarily intentionally, but because of who they are and what they do, they do that. And those people, you need to say no. And that's where we get back to the story of Jesus. Look, we're closing the circle. If you were still wondering, but what about Jesus' family? Uh, thanks, Linda. Linda was wondering about that. Yay! If we look at the whole story, what's happening? Jesus is not doing what he's supposed to do. Remember, there's a box. Jesus was born as a carpenter's son. And now, Jesus is acting as a prophet. Not any prophet. He's saying he's the Messiah. So, what does his family do? The normal thing. They're like, this. Wow. Jesus is crazy. Something has gone wrong in his head. There's a screw loose. So, we are going to do the responsible thing that a family should do. We're going to go and fetch him. And say... Come, come home, and then when he's home, we'll sort him out. We'll try and reason with him until he decides, yes, my calling is to be a carpenter. Otherwise, we'll lock him in a room somewhere and take him food sometimes. But we need to stop this because he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And that's why he says, you're not my mother. You're not my brother. Because they want to hinder him in his work. And that is the only reason why we remove people from our lives we keep on praying for them he keeps on praying for them and one of his brothers actually later becomes a disciple in the place of Judas who hangs himself so there is hope it's never a closed thing but he because I want to prevent him he says no and that's the only reason why we say no so yes if your relationships and that's why it's actually it's cute the dating thing chase God, run after God. In my case, walk, try and walk fast. <laughs> and I, luckily I know Sarah would definitely have caught me and run past me. Um, but it's actually cute to say your, your priority should be God. Which is not saying that you shouldn't focus on the people around you, but it's about where do I get my energy, my thoughts, where, where do my priorities lie? And that's where the last slide comes in, which is the last part of that saying that says, if you put God first, everything will fall into place or fall out of your life. Which says, our love of the Lord will govern the claims for our affection, the demands on our time, the interests we pursue, and the order of our priorities. And that is what it is, that is, what it is about. That's what choosing God is about. It's not about saying... I can't love you, I can't pay any attention to you. But it is asking the question, is this relationship building into my relationship with God? If not, maybe it's time to evaluate. If it is, fantastic. Continue on with it. And in those relationships, you are living God. Make sense? Question, comment? Then I'll pray. Lord God, I sometimes wish that things were simple and easy, but they're not. They're often contradictory and difficult. 
and especially when we talk about this, it's so easy for things to take over our lives because there are so many things that demand our time. Things and people. And you are not like that. You wait patiently for us to come to you. Thank you for the grace and the love and the respect that you show us by doing that. Help us, Lord God, in, in this day, in every day this week, in every day, for the rest of this year, for our lives, to remember, to focus on you. In our focusing on others, to still focus on you. Because it is through you, through your love, through your eyes, through the work of your spirit in us that we are complete and that we are able to love and to be in relationships with the people around us. Help us to really start listening to what you say, to what you show us. Help us make time to actually get to those things, to read to listen to podcasts, to do whatever it takes to hear your truth. And through your spirit, let it rest, come to rest in us, let it grow. May our love for one another come from your love. I pray for each and every one of our loved ones sitting here who have lives, who, are, who have full lives, that you will remind them of your presence with a gentle nudge, that you will give them the time, even if it's two minutes a day, to just breathe and remember, be with you. May that fill and inspire them, because that changes the way we love. We want to love like you love. Lord God, our Father. Thank you for drawing us a picture with Jesus' life. Forgive us for every time we still get it wrong. Thank you for a new chance with every breath. Help us to get ever closer to your example. We pray this in your name, Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we know and trust that with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will be able to do this. Amen. Thanks, guys. I think there's still coffee.